This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Unfortunately, this episode's audio has been replaced with the director's commentary track for Scary Movie 3. People always say this about Hungarians. They're constantly on the wrong microphone. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's off, on, he's off on the wrong microphone again, is what they say. Classic, classic, classic Hungarian Magyar shit there. <laughs> a classic mm. thing that British people say about Hungarians. This is a long-standing <laughs> rivalry. Yeah. 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 It's I went like to a, a racist comedy... trope against Hungarians. Yeah, yeah I mm. went to a comedy club the other week and a Hungarian guy got up on stage behind the mic and the like most awful feedback sound he'd ever heard and everyone just start, started yelling the word, Hungarian! <laughs> Hungarian, <laughs> there he goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got goulash all over you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, We're all um, left to... I was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was saying, I went Hungarian. to... I went to my parents' house for a roast meal. Um, mm, yummy. Yummy, yummy British Sounds moment. Shit. Um, and they <laughs> cowardice. <laughs> and um, they had a couple of glasses of wine, and I was like, "Oh, this is nice. I love wine, but I don't want to drink too much because I was quite ill." And then we were playing Catan, and my mum was like, "Do you want just like a little drink of something?" And I was like, "Yeah. Uh, do you have something like short, like a bit of something, just like small?" And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on." She comes back and gave me a full wine glass of slow gin. And that's I'm like, "God, that's <laughs> mum behaviour if I've ever heard and it. I'm that's like, something my mum would do." This isn't small. This is like thirty percent, and you t- you're giving me like an entire like it was huge. I was like, "Mother." <laughs> Would you care for 275 milliliters of slow gin? Would you like a quintuple gin? My dad was like, what the fuck? Why have you given her this? And I was like, I'll drink a little bit. I'm not ungrateful. It's just just quite a lot of slow gin for me to put into my body. Yeah, my, uh, my parental conditioning has been that if you're like get something you need to consume the whole of everything immediately yeah yeah. Be... yeah that's why i've been to alcoholics anonymous meetings <laughs> <laughs> i thought you liked the vibe i do <laughs> not even an alcoholic up. just their the energy <laughs> i mean that's literally the fight atmosphere. club though isn't it yeah, yeah that's true yeah um, that's uh, i just go, i also. just go i just go to, to alcoholics anonymous to find new drinking buddies <laughs> I go there to pick up women. I'm like the 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 nega sponsor, mm. you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just very supportive, so they like me coming. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween! It's the happy free Halloween. Happy I, I hope third of a, November. A spooky time. Ooh. Ooh, it's freaking it's H scary. Day plus three, baby. That's uh, true. H two three. It's what? <laughs> H day, no H three o. I don't. I don't know. I don't know H3O. how numbers work anymore. I said H two three. That that makes no sense. They changed H three o. Just add peroxide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna kill those mermaids. Yeah. Someone should have. It's gonna melt you like a Nazi. If I'd been at the the H2O Mermaids, I would have like had them battered up and slapped on a barbecue like faster than you could, could <laughs> Me and my friends fish. would have beat Emma Cleo and Ricky to death with yeah. hammers, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> There's been a lot of reminiscing of g- great posts on the website. Yeah, um, but this seems to happen every year, so this I know. seems to strike me as it's different like, to any Everyone's any like, ooh, no. I see these posts every single day. I know. 
Mm. Like there's and there's always like let's all remember our favorite tweets, but like we're constantly remembering. Let's create some new tweets. <laughs> let's let's do new. Yeah, all my <laughs> tweets are great. Sometimes I just search random words in my own Twitter and go back and read my own tweets, mm. and I'm like, ha, that was fun. I, just I remember searching that. through our Twitter for women. <laughs> <laughs> There are not one single tweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cancelled. No, no bitches. Um, I want to search your Twitter for two words in specific. Chest okay, Twitter that's... failed the Bechdel oh. test. People going through my Twitter to try and cancel me. Putting slurs into my Twitter yeah. to try and find something. You won't find anything. I might. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you search through someone's Twitter for like problematic stuff, maybe you're the real racist. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna search for semen retention. If you know what the slur is, out how to do it. That's already like. I don't think I've ever said the word semen retention. Well, now's your chance. <laughs> you have I now. Said, mm. I said nonanism November, but no one thinks it's that funny, so I just retweet it every November, and everyone ignores it. <laughs> yeah, happy no not November. Semen, by the way. Semen, semen retention. Is I wish I was retaining semen. You know Navy. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and you stay working there. No, exactly. Yeah. What you're yeah. yeah. When you're like, we need better benefits in this job so, yeah. uh, so we don't, don't lose semen. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And sea women, okay? Yeah, that's what, uh... Is that good enough uh, for you, wokeists? It's, it's sea people now. Sea it's people. person of sea, you, you cunts. <laughs> person of sea. Person of sea, you. I know Chaz loves uh, Captain Tupper and the Cardiff Seaman Retention. I do captain tupper was like listen if captain tupper was alive these days he would totally be like a semen retention guy i can really i can really (laughs) see that it just sort of makes sense to me (laughs) what do you think's the longest anyone's ever gone i've always thought (laughs) what um, is the longest anyone's ever gone i guess you know know, it just it just comes out on its own eventually right you know that yeah but I suppose, but what do you think was the longest amount of time <laughs> before it? that happened on any human? Have you ever heard of wet dreams, Chess? Yeah, but what if you were like just not horny? No, it what if still you were, like, No, that's what wet dreams are. Anyway. They're horny dreams where you come. It happens yeah, to it happens to teenage is. boys sometimes. When <laughs> I'm they just trying to think of how like the longest someone could yet. go without coming. And like if you were a monk. Yeah, and I think like it's not about like actually retaining the semen, it's just about not coming. Like I think uh it's like a fetish thing, I think. Yeah. Is it? Are you allowed mm. to nut in people, or is it only masturbation? I think it's either. I, I think it's like it's supposed. Mm. The idea is that NNN originates from people who would not like have someone to nut in. So yeah, and there's like there's like two yeah. different types. There's people who do it in a sort of men going their own way, yeah. no nutting, um, yeah. semen retention makes me less soy kind of way. And then there's mm. the other one, which is sort of like the ultimate edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess either way, you're not. Sometimes meant to come. I'll sometimes I'll I do think, that. I'll go three days without without a, coming, and then it's like it's complete. It's different. <laughs> Couldn't be. Me. I think there's a third one actually. I think there's also like the LinkedIn semen retention guy who is like Elaborate retaining their semen. It's someone who's retaining their semen because they think it like makes them like freak. harder, faster, stronger, like yeah. body optimization. Mm. When really they're just they're just horny. And yeah, have you... you should probably like come once in a while because it's, it's good for, good your, for your balls. 
Yeah. It's good for your balls, it's good for your too. Balls. It's good for your balls. Lowers your, I, lowers I your risk balls. of prostate cancer quite significantly. Also, if prostate you, if, milking also does that. So you should all be milking your prostate, okay. I guess. What were you saying, Ryan? I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was going to say, like, is there like a sub a subclass of No Nut November where you can get away with it, but only if you give yourself um, prostate orgasms? <laughs> you never touch the dick. You never touch it. I mean, there's a way of doing like a pelvic floor exercises so you orgasm without actually like nutting um an orgasm is a nut what are we talking about because it's the physical no 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 listen (laughs) (laughs) it's uh it's the orgasm is the physical like experience the nut is like part of that but you can do it without ejaculating like a sort of ghost because that's how it's called the male multiple orgasm it's how you have multiple It sounds uncomfortable. It sounds uncomfortable. It takes a lot of work. I mean, I guess nothing <laughs> like comes what? <laughs> from, like, the term nothing comes from, like, you know, the original the idea is, like, ejaculation, but I feel like it has been, like, widened yeah, out to, like, non-ejaculative orgasms, orgasms as well, so... Is that, is that like, <laughs> what you just described, Chaz? Is that the sort of, like, masturbator's version of circular breathing? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You just keep going. <laughs> okay. It's a closed yeah. loop. <laughs> Somewhere high up in the mountains, there is the nutting monks who are able to. I think that's all. That's all monks. <laughs> <laughs> that's just what a monk is. Nutting um, monks. Why do we always talk about Czech? I don't know. <laughs> it's November. It's it it's November. on the mind. Um, um, we're all going without it. Of course. We're a combination um, of insane and mm-hmm. and also sexual deviance. Mm-hmm. I think like the Maybe. podcasters version. Yeah, it's called of- a non non ejaculatory multiple orgasm or fuck off. Nemo. <laughs> Nemo. <laughs> Leonard Nemo. Is it worth it? I don't know. Like if it's if it's so much harder to do, needs so much like I guess I guess the journey is the it's goal it's just or worth that much more XP. Like. Yeah. The real the real male support my uh, real male multiple orgasm <laughs> is the friends we made. I need I need you to know that according to this guy on this article on men's health, Taoist traditions have extremely elaborate methods for cultivating this ability, as well as some yogic lineages okay. from Tibet and China. So the monks are doing this. <laughs> I imagine this is what Lao's. Uh, Lutze has been guess, up to in this book Lutze like the whole time. Is, yeah. yeah, he's never come. <laughs> he's above it. He's orgasm, but he's never come. Yeah, he, all his ejaculate mm. is still in his body. <laughs> I guess if you I, do I, like, I hate to think about the live for that. like eight hundred years, you will like eventually get bored of the regular nut. Sperms. Sorry. Yeah. You get bored of the regular nut, and you start like thinking of like new ways of doing it so yeah time i mean a lot, a lot of a lot of old people like get bored of sex by around like 65 you yeah. know not um, me I, i'm gonna be not different everyone. not you know there, not but everyone, there is sure no because there's a there's actually a very high rate of venereal diseases in retirement homes oh i'm well aware of that but uh, yeah you know, because some people do like, very much we all know about that you d- well, we all yeah. do know about that yeah 
Everyone knows Why do we have to state these obvious things, Chad? <laughs> yeah, people know about this. Our, our <laughs> listeners are like booing and shouting. We should move on from all of these well-known things. I don't think they are. <laughs> I think that this is what they're here No, for. this is they're not like, true. Oh. Our <laughs> listeners love to hear like th- things repeated to them that they already know. Yeah. Mm. Makes them I mean, that's yeah. every Smart. single episode, isn't it? Yeah. This is a recap. People, <laughs> this is a recap. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to recap every single joke we've ever done before. Yeah, what if we like do a we d- we go through all the books and then we go through each of our episodes and do an episode about each episode of our episodes. <laughs> who listens to who watches the watch? I'm yeah. sure we've done uh, this as a bit I as think well. we have. <laughs> yeah. But then we also get commensurately less on topic. So, you know, yes. we're all already very much not on topic we're as so a show. We're so on topic. We're like we're talking about money. Whatever you say. Um, we're on hot topics. Uh, <laughs> putting on my nightmare <laughs> before Christmas English gloves. Um, um, <laughs> remember, remember the third of, of November. November. Let's have a November. That's November. It is November. Yeah, I hate November because it's one of my favorite it's my, days. It's my birthday this month, which is very exciting. Hmm. I'll be turning twenty-three. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to laugh quite me, so loud. Me when I go on the internet and spread misinformation. <laughs> 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 Chaz will actually be turning forty-three. No, um, <laughs> that's next year. Um, I'm anywhere between twenty and thirty, and that's all that matters. And yeah, but are. like more towards the back end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the youngest person here, and I'm smug about it. <laughs> Approaching my 36th birthday. My sister um, is like this. Like my uh, 18-year-old sister is like... Uh, she, she's like she's like telling my mom that she's closer to 100 than she was like uh, the day she... The, the she's like to the day she was born or something. And if that doesn't yeah, make her feel hard. old. Then... That's so cruel. true every day. <laughs> the petty cruelties of the youth. How I know them well. Yeah. <laughs> that's true but every time i see an old person i like wish them to die that's not true <laughs> recently though i've just been having a lot of old person fights um you're right george you just i love to i love to go into my friends houses while they're asleep and then like <laughs> cause leaks over their fuse boxes <laughs> i knew there was someone in the vents <laughs> <laughs> that was who was making the sounds in your extractor. Oh fan. my god! It, it was George. It was George. <laughs> George is sus. George lives in my extractor fan. That's good to know. Hello. Hello. Wait, hold on. I can hear him now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this internet's bad because he's in my extractor fan. Yeah, he turned his camera off so he can like jump into the vent. <laughs> if he came through Coming the door, that would be extremely scary. Yeah. From Chaz's vents. <laughs> <laughs> George's George's venting sauce, yeah. I've got a tin of tuna uh, and some some sausages Ooh. that are starting to go a little bit mouldy. Ooh, but I'm all good up here. Mm-hmm. Good. Just putting spaghetti through the little holes in the extractor van. <laughs> <laughs> Feeding George. Okay. Um. Let's get on. Let's get on. Second head smoking mm-hmm. into the <laughs> the hot boxing the extractor van. <laughs> turning it on and like like, vaping weed underneath it so it gets sucked up into the extractor van um (coughs) that'd be a good way to get rid of the rats or at least make them very sleepy (laughs) it Um, might make them worse that's true (laughs) it might make them hungrier (laughs) um 
Okay. Picking uh, <clears throat> away the moments that make up a dull day. Fritter and waste the hours in an orphan way. Picking around on a piece of ground in your hometown. Waiting for someone or something to show. Welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld reread slash watch slash fun podcast that's not about nutting, but is about Terry Pratchett. That's right. We're rebranding sure as a Terry Pratchett nothing. podcast. <laughs> ah, much to do about nutting. Um, I'm, uh, I forgot how I do this. Hosted by four people who, um, who experience time but are burdened by its many burdens. Um, <laughs> good one. Thank you. I am your host, Chaz, and um, oh yeah, I'm your host, Chaz, and you can call me Mormon because I love soak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're your host, Robin, and we've decided to ditch the personal pronoun <laughs> in um favor with the auditors. I'm your host, Janos, and I'm a bit of a time monk myself i said when i turned the clock back an hour last week (laughs) (laughs) i haven't done that yet i'm your host george and uh i think that the vikings they were the first warriors against wokeness that's so true true. those those monks they said i will not be they were doing critical race theory Ooh. They, were. they were making stained glass windows and then they were putting black people in the stained glass windows. Yeah. And the Vikings said, um, that's not Political accurate. correctness much. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, why they What actually it. happened on Lindisfarne is it turned out, uh, you know, the, the Vikings just rocked up to say hello. And then one of the monks was like, oh, so what are your guys' pronouns? And then they uh, just freaked out. <laughs> yeah. And then the monk apologized for using the word guys to refer to all Ooh. of the Vikings. Yeah, that's uh, And the, that's the Vikings were like, it's time to get rid of this political correctness gone mad. Yeah. One of the, one of the monks burned the Viking flag and the Vikings were like, none of this. <laughs> I'm trying to think about, because you know how in, in, in the corporate version of discord slack you yes. it will come up it's with so something. funny that it's just discord it is. yeah identical really it's but it's very uh, you know how it, it will it will um say like try using less gendered pronouns if you say like hey guys and i'm trying to think of like a Lindisfarne monk version of slack called sloth sloth <laughs> <laughs> the and thou yeah. That's very good. We have a bot that calls you out for swearing. It was just like a very mild swear. Like if you just say damn. I'm going to have a bot. I'm going to make a bot that tells you to put a slur in every single message. Yeah, I was going to say, I I use Teams and I'm, you know, you can just put straight slurs into those boxes and no one is noticing. (laughs) (laughs) Just as an everyday. People will complain. My coworker will be like, my dicky and i'll be like yeah <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> just put the f word in there yeah people complain about the monks on lindisfarne being too woke but like 
you know, <laughs> they, they were until very you've sleepy. had some, until you've had some the thou uh, mussy, you ain't lived. <laughs> we're all just searching for mussy. Let's be honest here, mm. and this book's full of it. This That's book true. is full of mussy. Oh my god, I so- love these history monks. I wish they could invent a way of doing daylight savings that doesn't make you want to kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always oh, like yeah. so excited when it's like when it's like shifting back to winter time when it's like oh hey yeah i get to sleep an hour longer but it still fucks me up like that's uh it's so you think it's good like i never think it's good i hate the winter i trick myself into thinking it's good every time and then it's yeah like i'll be like oh shit i get to an extra hour in bed and then it's 5 p.m and it's dark and i'm like i wish i could see the sun one day Yeah, if anybody living around the equator, you have no idea how good you have it. Yeah, anyone further south, I hate mm. you. <laughs> if anyone's yeah. living, except like... for in the winter when, except for in the summer when it's way better here because it's yeah, because then we get the like a hundred hours of light. It's great. Yeah, true. It's so good. Double edged sword. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been like, doing... I've been like further north, and it was like it was like three hours of sunlight in the winter. Yeah, that's why people in um in. Uh, I'm trying to pick a Scandi country off the top of my head. In any Scandinavian <laughs> name, country. Name a Scandinavian like country. <laughs> That's why people in Finland Sweden. are insane. Skin, Finland, Finland Skinland, are insane. Yeah. Uh That's why Danish people are like that. Mm. We all know Danish people. We Danish know people are like. further yeah. south than you. Well, they don't why, act like it. <laughs> yeah, I understand Danish geography. Like, I can envisage Europe in my brain. <laughs> the the thing like, about Danish people, right? It's why they... The thing about the, the, Danish the light people, levels. right? You fucking think about these bloody Danes, right? <laughs> bloody uh, Vikings. Yeah. Uh, problem with them is that, you know, the light levels, all they do is they go to their job at the refugees' jewellery confiscating business like <laughs> uh-huh. five days a week. They yeah. earn fifty-seven thousand uh, pounds uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. a year. They eat nothing but pickled herring, and then one day, after a life of living uh, um, a comfortable, comfortable life, having all of their needs provided, um, and wearing some of the most boring clothes known to man, yeah. uh, they go on a murder-suicide rampage of their family in a summer home. Yeah, and they add like a really fucked up twist to it so that the alcoholic detective investigating the case has to like examine their own personal trauma in regards okay. to daylight savings. I am disputing the fact that Denmark is further. Wait, what did we say? Further Denmark. south. No, it's not. Is it not? <laughs> For, it's further south than where? Then here. <laughs> oh no, D- Denmark is very much not further south. Yeah, than here. that's what I thought. And Janos oh, owned me by I, yeah, saying I don't understand European. I, I forgot geography. how big the UK is. <laughs> It's like a big blob. It's yeah, that's the great. thing. We are very long. Yeah, we're very yeah. long. We're so long. <laughs> I mean, parts of Germany, huge chunks of Germany are further north than you. That's insane. And you yeah. and you complain yeah. about <laughs> everything. What are we? What are we? What do we complain about? What do we complain Janusz? about, Janos? Name one thing. Name- <laughs> Having a, Name a common basically British non-functional <laughs> state. Oh, British people, they love to be like, oh, my government don't work. <laughs> oh, it's broken. Oops. Oh, my the country's economy collapsing around itself. us slowly. <laughs> this I... is my fourth prime minister yeah. in six months. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. Oh, my God. I've just realized there's people who have been on semen retention breaks longer than... <laughs> and in that time, we've had four prime ministers. Wow. 
Jeremy Fragrance has been holding in his nut longer than Liz Truss was Prime Minister. Listen, we, we all bless. saw Liz Truss's little little collar and all our semen retention went straight out the window, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm. I won't I won't dignify that with an answer. Uh, Liz Trussy. Find your obsession with Trussy frankly disturbing. <laughs> But I will be putting on my I day miss her. I miss, I miss Liz Truss. What a girl I boss. miss her too. She came in. She conquered. She <laughs> left. <laughs> she, she came. She saw. She conquered. She it's, came. I, she saw. Look, she came. I think it's really fucked up of the of of of, of British people. Their prejudice. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That they made her step down just because of her kink. I think that's. That's that's a big yeah. I now. think it's it's kink shaming. They were like, "You gotta stop doing weird self humiliation. <laughs> you gotta get out of here." It's it's funny because it's like that's just an example of how the UK is adopting American traditionalisms. Because normally mm. British people love to feel shame, and we should be proud of that, um, or ashamed of that even. But um, I am. But look at us now. Yeah. <laughs> and can I how say it just also shows that the UK hates women. They get the first does first the queen. Then yeah. Liz Truss, like uh, any any girl boss you get is like... Yeah, I can't yeah, believe they, I, they fired the queen for her kinks. <laughs> I hate I hate all of the female prime ministers that we've had. That's <laughs> that makes me a misogynist, yes. yes. Isn't it inspiring <laughs> that there was three of them? Yeah. That's nice. It's nice that we had three very normal female prime ministers. All we have unique. a woman of colour as home secretary. And, and don't we love she's, her? She's great. <laughs> We're all so wonderful. She's w- wonderful. I'm clapping she's... my hands like a seal, like a circus seal. Uh, okay, okay, enough of brain Diversity talk. win. Diversity win. This fascist Di- is a woman. Um, yeah, diversity win is when your home secretary is, uh, you know, a person of colour, and they they say things which the National Front would have said. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, they've they've really expanded their base, and I think that's very inspiring. It's <laughs> very um, woke of the National Front. <laughs> um, yeah, so Thief of Time. <laughs> we read the middle part of Thief of Time. You mm. might be astonished to learn upon listening mm. to the previous half an hour of this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, how did you? How are we liking it so far? Yeah. I really, really liked the like first half of this, or like first two thirds of this third, and then it got into some more of the time stuff, and I started <laughs> understanding what was happening as much. Uh huh. Um, yeah. I still liked it, um, but I I couldn't confidently explain what was going on. Yeah, that. there's some homestuck shit happening at this point. It, it, it genu- it's very homestuck shit. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. Well, I would that's like because to say, you have I don't know boyfriend. what that means, and yeah. if, you, if you say that word again, I'm going to quit the podcast. Uh, We're taking a stance for once, George It's very, like, timey-wimey. No. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> It's like if Supernatural was doing like a conceptual mm. episode. It's very Destiel. Yeah, it's very Destiel. Um, <laughs> if Dean was <laughs> Lutzi and Castiel <laughs> was Lobsang. Yeah. That, that's huh? a new 
<laughs> yeah, I'm chefing it. It's not problematic. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not problematic. Stop yeah. saying that um, it's problematic. But it's, People it's are saying it, but it's not true. It's, it's not. not true. You can't cancel me for this one. Um, I just did. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. I, I felt an itching and I was like, someone's trying to cancel me. I might be a ringworm. Um, <laughs> also, you also you work for fucking Lockheed Martin? Yeah, God, I for, Jazz. I work for Lockheed Martin, specifically making the missiles racist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, they've gone um, too woke. It's. I think it's time. Can't believe I pay for your uh, um, m- uh, mortgage. Yes, I have a mortgage, <laughs> but you don't own your home. I love no, that I we've been keeping home. up with the discourse today. Um, yeah, I love that this will make no sense to you. It never us. does. Mm. It never does. I'm excited to mm. cut this out of the podcast. Um, Isn't it funny I'm though? Not going to. It is quite funny. I love In that how- case, we can we can read out Jazz's address. <laughs> Again, yeah. I genuinely nearly missed it last time. <laughs> like, I, I, I only caught it because I went no, through I to listen to the levels and picked a random point in the episode, and it was you reading my home address. <laughs> <laughs> and otherwise, I just would have completely missed it. Yeah, I think all it all our fans would have done the Spider-Man two shit where they're like, I, "We're not gonna tell." Oh yeah, yeah. Address now, I don't know if that's true. I don't think everyone who listens to this podcast likes us. Um, which is that? You know, point? that's fine. As long as the clicks keep like coming, us. baby. As long as that, that ad revenue hit. keeps rolling in. Yeah, from the ads that we put in. Yeah. Ads. Do you we want so to? Ads. Do you want mm. to go to sleep? Do you, you want like to a mattress? Shave your nuts? We don't have mattresses, but we do sell planks that you can sleep on. Planks. <laughs> We've got this cool razor that will shave your nuts so good. It's yes. like the best nut razor mm. that you've ever seen. Um, I think we should start doing advertisements for that one called Ren, where you can personally carbon offset your carbon footprint. Ah, you answer a little quiz oh, that's cool. and then it tells you how many trees that they'll plant for you if you pay them a subscription fee. Yeah, they oh. plant a tree and then immediately run it over with a bulldozer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then the tree dies in the next six months because yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't just stick can't just, trees in the ground. You can't be like, I'll just put more trees in and that'll solve things. Well, um, I've seen many YouTubers talking about how good it is. So actually, guys, I think you'll find you're misinformed. YouTubers would never lie to me. (laughs) No. Turns out giving 63p to Ryanair for a flight to Dublin doesn't actually really do anything. I think it does. It's an offset a train journey I took a while ago. That was a I just learned today. Speaking of additional fees on flights, uh, you know, not to brag, my girlfriend is coming here in a few weeks. Uh, oh, everyone has like, a girlfriend. Looking through, I've got a girlfriend. Looking through the like ticket <laughs> thing, and there's apparently like five dollars and sixty cents of a nine eleven fee added onto it. What there's a nine eleven fee? fee? What's a nine? Is that to save fee? up? Is that to save up? Save for up for the next nine eleven. <laughs> If you, save, if you save a small amount on every flight, eventually <laughs> you'll be able to buy a 911. If you just don't, if you make your own coffee at home and bring it in a flask, then you can mm. you can save up enough and you can get your own 911 one day. I mean, you know, those Florida flight school uh, fees, they're, they're not cheap, even if you don't finish the course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You save money <laughs> on Never that learned how to land. land but, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know where you were going. <laughs> it's been done. It's, oh. it's 
but look it's at us guys we've with- made jokes about coming not coming this is really a best of mm, episode i've pro- got to say yeah prone masturbation and have we talked about the still- book no no uh, yeah we've been we're in so a very yeah. funny mood today <laughs> Uh, what, if, uh, what, if, what, if, today, what if you made a glass cock? A glass cock? What if his Wait. name was Jeremy Coxon? <laughs> I completely forgot about Jeremy Coxon. Jeremy Coxon. <laughs> I forgot I'd about Jeremy Coxon. <laughs> but what if his name was Jeremy Coxon? <laughs> what, what if his Jeremy name Coxon? was Jeremy Coxon? I told you this was a recap episode. <laughs> <laughs> what if her name was Maria Virgin? <laughs> hitting that, hitting this, that glass cock with a hammer. Yeah, Damn. that's ball busting. <laughs> yeah, so basically what happens in this section is that Jeremy finishes the clock. Um, oh, Jeremy finishes. Oh, he? he finishes he the clock. Finishes. Oh, of course he Jeremy does. fails oh. No Nut November. Um, finishes the clock. <laughs> Jeremy um, fails No Clock. This, listen, Jeremy's- what happens is Miria, Miria Virgin copes coming in and taking bits out of the clock because she doesn't want him to finish. And she's like sort of edging him by not letting him finish the the clock. Yeah. Uh, and Igor is like, why is she doing that? I think he would be more normal if he just like finished. Um. So it's a sort of that's the tension. That's the tension of the scene. Yeah. That's a new yeah. ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's part of it. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> so instead of but she's only edging him because she she kind of like fancies she him. likes him yeah i'm enjoying yeah she's like an auditor who's wearing a human skin um and she she's feeling the emotion known as horny for the first time for the first yeah. guy she sees yeah i didn't, she, I didn't yeah. anticipate yeah. that she would be an auditor that didn't did, you no i thought she was just like a ghost oh. i didn't i didn't think that they could do that no, mm. well, I guess you don't know, do you? No, Robin. <laughs> yes. Have you have you worked out the extremely tortured <laughs> um, joke that is her name? It's very tortured. It's not good. But Susan um, will just tell you what it is in the last third. Um, I ha- I haven't worked it out, but I feel stupid saying that. No, um, it's fine. Uh, don't do. <laughs> don't feel stupid. It's, okay. It's not obvious. I yeah, I don't know how I would figure it out. Um but I'm excited to find oh. out. Oh dear. <laughs> My boy. <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't any kind of um internet problem. That was just me accidentally pressing the <laughs> pressing the close window button. I was so upset that Robin couldn't figure out the pun. This yeah. is the thing it's been a long it's been a long day. Without you, my friend. Um, yeah. Um, but I, I, I do feel nervous whenever I have to admit to not understanding a joke that Terry is building up to making because sometimes they're quite well seated and I'm just kind of stupid, but sometimes they're incredibly stupid and not well seated. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, <laughs> That's what what are you like talking about? Mostly they're stupid. Terry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fucking stupid. genius. Let's be honest. Even if they're well seated, they're going to be stupid. Yeah, that's yeah, that's um, his genius. Exactly. I'm excited to discover though the joke of I think I'll Lady the joke Jean. of Lady Lejeune Le Blue Jeans. Yeah, Terry. Terry really going off about like learning physics in this book. He's definitely been reading a lot of quantum theory and is like very excited about it. I'm reading this book and I'm going, I bet Chaz loved this. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I don't, I don't. So look at these listen. fucking nerds. 
I bet they I loved it. I got kicked off my maths A level after two weeks, and then they made me drop physics as well. And I wasn't yeah. really even that good at it to begin with. I just liked it conceptually. But I never got any further with learning the concepts. So when it comes to things like this, I do become very much that Rick and Morty post that's like, you actually need a degree in theoretical physics to understand the like deep humour of Rick and Morty. The, I do the, feel the, like the, that a little bit with this. Stone. Yeah, I mean... It's mostly just like, oh, quantum, do you get it? Things, the past and the present. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not sure how, it's not like accurate particularly, yeah. but I, I think he's doing something with like the, when it, when they're slicing time, when he's in like the valley. That's like you know? relativity stuff, the way they slice time, right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. it's it's to do with like quantum levels, I think. Like, um, mm. but it, I don't know. I don't know what he's the, doing. The bit I understand uh, is that everything in front of them when they're moving looks blue, and everything yeah. behind them looks a bit red. I thought that's, I thought they go yes, through he, they go through like a black that. place, and but then they go through a purple place, and then they go to a blue place. But like the bit with the spinners does that. Yeah. The procrastinator zone. The procrastinator room. The, procrast- the procrastinators. That's what I call the my The masturbators. <laughs> yeah. That's what I call my it's office. I am so obsessed with all you. of the auditor's stuff in this. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're so good. The idea of suddenly be, like, being a god and then suddenly having to have a human brain and like body mm-hmm. and it not doing... And like experiencing hunger and needing to piss for the first time. Delightful stuff. They're so creepy. Yeah. I love the yeah. bit where it's like Lady Lejeune is like, uh, where she has this like confrontation with the other auditors, and she's like, "Wow, these are the stupidest people to ever, like, stupidest <laughs> beings to ever exist." <laughs> <laughs> she's like, "Wow, we're fucking stupid as hell." <laughs> she's so real. I she's love her. so good. She eats she's a piece good. of toast and is like, "This is the most intense experience I've ever, I've ever had." I don't believe, yeah. Mary. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying. That I am. One. Have you ever no. been that hungover? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I, I fully. Sometimes I like drink orange juice, and I'm like, "This is the most intense thing that's ever." No, I'd, I'd buy it yeah. for for orange juice. I don't buy it for dry toast. But she's never. But tasted I think if you've never taste tasted like anything. anything ever, <laughs> oh my god, this is like you're about fucking butter. Toast <laughs> tastes of something you. <laughs> it's, it's things have a flavor. Yeah. Even Chaz Pussy flavored crisps have a flavor. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, they and do. They taste a Chaz Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. Apparently. Apparently, no one's confirmed this yet, but you know. No. One day, um, I. We'll have to buy some and then send them to someone who can, who can confirm. Somebody uh, with prior knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then see what they think. Damn. Or maybe not. There's like they're also advertising it with like <laughs> lose your virginity with Chaz pussy flavor. Why is it called Chaz? <laughs> Wait, it's there's about nothing you. more. <laughs> after I after I eat a lot of Chaz pussy flavored crisps and they get all salty, uh, and I'm I get thirsty. I love to wash it down with that that um, vagina beer that we found on one of the oh earlier episodes. <laughs> for like perverted Polish food men. scientists. Someone's gonna stop these. <laughs> Frankly, I don't think they've gone far enough. 
I mean, is what's, it, the, what's the next step? Is it ah, food scientist or is it like a Nathan Fielder type, like advertising genius? Who they it's what? It's both. It's both. It's a scientist coming up with pussy flavored crisps in a Gwyneth Paltrow goop kind of way, and then this, the Nathan Fielder guy being like, "Let's uh, call it Chaz and let's call it." Um, but it's your Taste the organ. It's not a Gwyneth. It's not a Gwyneth Paltrow goop kind of way, though, is it? That's what I expected the beer to be when we when we first saw it, yeah. but it turned out. It turned out it was just for like weird, like horny guys to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm drinking, pussy. I'm drinking beer cultured from someone's pussy," and it's like, that's weird, man. Like- I mean, there's yeast in like everything that you Quoting- can ferment alcohol with, yeah, pretty yes. much. According to this website, chips with unique taste for brave and free people. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> After tasting it, you'll remember your wildest love adventures, your first real love, and maybe even losing your oral virginity. <laughs> Perfect way to test your that. friend's courage, openness, and sense of humor. Question mark, question mark, question mark. It literally sounds like one of us doing a bit that I... <laughs> it's definitely, like, translated. No, but the fact um, that it talks about, like, sense of humor they... stuff, this is just, like, <laughs> Does eating them also make your jaw stiff? Well, it depends what kind of oral virginity you're losing, doesn't it? It's mm. true. I mean, you know, from the heterosexual male perspective. That's, yeah, that's... Perfect way to test your do. friend's courage openness. A great gift for the one you love, <laughs> cause to initiate a romantic evening, or just simple delight for your taste buds and fun chat about sex. Wait, something to, to initiate a romantic evening? Yeah. <laughs> right, darling, you want these crisps? Eating they taste like funny. <laughs> you want my funny crisps? <laughs> Uh, it starts it, with, do you know that the world is going to hell? Question mark, exclamation, question mark. <laughs> Why not eat pussy crisps? According to several past years research data around the world, point. millennials are having three times less sex than their parents at the same age. It is unbelievable that someone is choosing social media instead of live communication, dating, and real sex. This is so true. No, it's not. <laughs> we decided to draw everyone's attention to it and thus contribute to solving this problem. That is how we came up with the idea to create the first in the world pussy flavor chips. <laughs> They're doing it I for d- the people. I'm curious about I don't, what the flavor is, though. I really it's am. Pussy. It's pussy. Yeah, flavor. no, I know, but like, what I mean, flavor pussy? Do you know what? And then they milking pussy for it. You know, where's the it's pussy flavored pussy? <laughs> it's pussy flavored pussy. <laughs> I'm doing one of those oh, '90s she's... comedian bits with like, I want pussy flavored pussy. <laughs> That there were not only chess team members invited to take part in the development of this taste, bravest and most experienced friends also took part of the research. Following long discussions and <laughs> arguments, research. we realized that the list of pussy flavors we had was not strong enough. Until now, every time we tasted Volva, in brackets <laughs> the scientific name of pussy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> we did not try to understand what it reminded us of. Salt. We took the development of this flavor very seriously and selected the five bravest and most experienced team members, boys and girls, and sent them on individual hunts to come back with the fresh list of flavors. Imagine, <laughs> right? Imagine Sorry, I want to. I need to go down on you, but I also need to take notes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Imagine going home with someone from the club, and they're like, "Before we, before we begin, I need you to sign a consent form, not for the sex. Like we can handle that." But like for me recording your pH level, um, texture, flavor for market research. Flavor notes. I need to give it a big sniff. 
<laughs> Roll What's it around my mouth, here? spit out into a bucket. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Going to a pussy tasting holiday in the in the, uh, in the fucking so in the fucking Rhone Valley. It's so definitely got legs. Other colleagues, oh, yeah, the terroir here is fantastic. Very very long legs. Yeah. Other colleagues were googling go all the forums, way comments, and found dozens of opinions from different countries. What the pussy forums. taste associates with? Is it different in different countries? I guess. I mean, I guess depending on the like, average diet, right? Mm-hmm. I suppose maybe, yeah. Like if you eat more fruit, if you eat a lot of garlic. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, garlic just exudes out of all of you if you eat a lot of garlic. Thanks, yeah. Italy. Which <laughs> fucking sucks because garlic's incredible. I know. Yeah, which is why it's fine. <laughs> if you look yeah, at I the, you just have to both eat garlic, garlic flavor. You know, the yeah. the yeah. other yeah. fun yeah. thing is that if you look at the ingredients, they highlight the word cream on everything. This is the worst podcast ever made. Well, no, I'll tell you how we got here. It's that if you gave an auditor okay, a, a, pussy newly, a newly corporeal auditor a pussy flavoured crisp, right. the auditor would die instantly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that's true. <laughs> Giving a Victorian peasant <laughs> giving a peasant a uh, pussy flavored chip and then being like this is wrong this is what it tastes like <laughs> you're not supposed to taste this yeah what is that Got- what, the, a what not before marriage no they were pretty loose and free in the victorian yeah. period we were cheered or the peasants Wait. the medieval peasants <laughs> the medieval victorian peasants yeah the medieval victorian peasants <laughs> die when they eat food <laughs> yeah they hate um, it when your pussy tastes of garlic. Yeah, because they're a vampire. Um, yeah, so the auditors have taken on human forms in order to make this clock so it will stop time. Lucy, he tells us that it's happened before, as we know, which is in the fairy tale, and he was the one who was meant to stop it, but he didn't get there in time. And it's something that like haunts him. It's it's funny that uh, Lutze <laughs> had to take them all of the characters to the um, exposition desert before he said any of this. Um, That's so true. Very funny. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave the call. <laughs> What's up, YouTube? Welcome to Pussy Watch. Welcome to who, who, welcome who, to who eats the pussy? The pussy. <laughs> who tastes the pussy? Welcome to who, ta- yeah, who tastes the pussy. Um, you're meant to spit it out. <laughs> Get that out of your mouth. Yeah. Why have you got no, Not knowing what to do on the pussy tasting course, so um, watching what everyone else does around me, but the thing is no one else knows what to do, so one guy yeah, spits it out and we all do the same all thing. We're all doing it wrong. Mm. I didn't know pussy soup was served cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a damn fine cup of pussy. Uh, <laughs> one more way of saying this. Yeah. Two... Two pussies, one cup. Um, mm. <laughs> Wait, you yeah. guys ever heard of pussy? Hey, have you heard of pussy? Scientific name, Wolva. Oh, hell yeah. I can't wait to eat some vulva flavored crisps. Go and chump on me vulva, am I right? Um, <laughs> oh, no, thanks. I prefer perineum flavored crisps. <laughs> It's a bit yeah. more earthy. Yeah, I like yeah. the like the depth of flavour. Um, <laughs> JG Bella, I'd be like, um, <laughs> yeah. So, what were we saying? 
Not about pussy flavored cream. <laughs> um, we uh, were auditors. Oh, the so, auditors. Yeah. They're funny. Yeah, the auditors are very funny. Um, it's funny little goofs. They're, have, they're having a bit where they're like, where they also turn into humans and they immediately like have a fight over which of their colors is the coolest. Yeah, they're mm. doing like a reservoir dogs thing where they're all named after colors. Um, and they immediately like get into hierarchical thinking and they're like, but who's in charge? Because they've, you know, they've been poured into the shape of bodies and now they're acting like people, which is a big Terry theme that yeah. he does a lot and happens a lot in this one, which is that once you're in the shape of something, you can't help but act like the shape that you're in. Yes. He loves morphic resonance. Mm. Yeah, he does. Mm. Which is happening elsewhere as well because um, Death is trying to make the apocalypse happen. He's trying to like... <laughs> It's like, I'm getting the band back together and we're going to ride out and it's going to be, like, sick. Uh, but none of them want to come. <laughs> All of the band says, I'm busy. My favourite one of these is War. Because he goes to visit <laughs> War. And War now has a wife who used to be a Valkyrie. And his entire thing is just being, like, a sort of very posh old man who hunts and watch ants fight each other on his lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he keeps having to ask his wife, like, do I like Brandy? <laughs> He's like, no, dear. <laughs> Gives you stomach problems. <laughs> no, dear. Remember your troubles. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It makes you fighty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a classic Terry bit of what if a big, strong man was being, like, domed by a woman? Yeah. yeah perfect. <laughs> what if you're a scary guy, but your wife sort of told you what to do? <laughs> what if you were the personification of war and um, your wife was in charge of you? Mm-hmm. It's good to me. Um, she's a girl boss. I like her a lot. Um, the other ones are kind of fun. I can't remember. Um, I like the yeah. The I like the famine the is in a one. restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is um. I, I'm re- know, this, this is some good omens. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I was reading this and I was there like, oh, okay, I know who wrote that bit of good omens. <laughs> <laughs> Very on the nose. <laughs> yeah. So pestilence is hanging out in a hospital and he's too scared to come and famine is just like not really bothered um what's he eating he's eating something like uh he's eating duck. duck and dirty rice i think yeah duck and dirty rice it sounds i don't know what that is but sounds good um <laughs> and death keeps thinking oh it's because they've all been changed by the fact that they're created by humans in some ways and over over a period of time because they're the shape of humans and they're created by humans they become more human and you know they pick up sort of strange habits and personalities and it makes it, you know, difficult. Unlike me, who would never do Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's just uh, like, doing... not me, though, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> Is this Terry doing wake history, but for anthropomorphic personifications? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Oh, it's very fun, yeah. Death is very, very, in- is very, very enjoyable in these scenes. I love how, like, bitchy he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's so catty, yeah. Yeah, it allows his like real personality, not my personality. I don't have a personality personality to show to yeah. go through quite well. <laughs> Susan spends most of this book being like a little bit sicko. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean it doesn't matter what order we do this in, I guess. Um but that's the bit where she meets um Lob Sang and she's immediately just like I'm too cool for this. <laughs> I'm so cool. And you don't even know anything. You don't even know who Ronnie is or that the Tooth Fairy is real. Because <laughs> you spent all this time being like, I've got to find this boy who's the child of time. 
um it's really important and then someone like me someone like me i'm so alone wouldn't it be nice to know someone who's like stuck between two worlds mm. and she meets love sang and she's like i don't even like you who are you i don't know <laughs> It's like, this guy's really, this guy sucks. <laughs> but we, we, we immediately if, get the terror romance here where, like, yeah. Lopsa yeah. is, like, everyone is so astonishing like, about her. Dominating and very cool and this uh, is, this is, scary. This is how I act when I'm attracted to someone and I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, it is very Terry. Stupid. Yeah. This is, yeah. Yeah. What if a woman was extremely competent and a guy was like, well, what's going on? I don't understand. <laughs> but like, um, what if? He's been competent in like before he met Susan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Terry can't help it. <laughs> it's the dynamics. The dynamics are just like, they're too strong for him. He can't as, not do as it. As soon as he meets one woman, he like <laughs> turns into a, like a wimpish, like Terry... Uh, male love interest becomes his the Nigelfication yeah. theme. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to say that name, but yes. <laughs> but we love Nigel. Nigel. Yeah, I mean he'll he'll be fine. He's just like a bit confused at the moment. Yeah, Nigel but... is just such a classic I character. I didn't want to besmirch his name. Yeah, I, true. I, I think I think Susan's I think this deliberately might... trying to wrong foot him here as well. She's just kind of like, no, yeah, she's being... purposefully not explaining things because she thinks it's she's like... being haughty. Yeah, because yeah. let's not forget she is also posh. She yes. is posh, and also, yeah, she loves to Which, be like, I'm above this. Um, <laughs> but actually, she's not really. Like, she's a bit, but she's not completely. It's just, like, part of her shtick that she does. It's such, she has got such... Do, Terry's got a really good handle on, like, posh people vibes. Um, possibly mm-hmm. just UK posh people vibes, but I, I always am really, like, floored by it. I'm always just there, like, wow... You nailed it. So true. Got it in one. Yeah. No, it's only UK posh people. Guys. Hungarian posh people, like, they're not their like servants are always getting the wrong microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Hungarians. Drinking, like, a teacup full of goulash with their fingers stuck out. <laughs> it's goulash. It's the completely wrong percentage of paprika and tomato. <laughs> What the one thing British people know about Hungary? Yeah, if only there was like a like a beverage that is like made in Hungary that is famous for it, but I guess that's good. No idea what you're talking about. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, mate. <laughs> Paprika vodka. It's very sweet wine. No idea. Mm. No, it's goulash. I was thinking of goulash. Uh, is that a beverage? <laughs> <laughs> if you put it in a teacup, it is. That's true. That's very true. It's Drinking. a bit chunky. I love it's my like favorite. A, it's like a sangria. <laughs> <laughs> love having my my favorite beverage after work gazpacho mm. the thing oh about God, I the thing gazpacho. that people in britain will be like hungary is a landlocked country in central europe you know what i mean spanning ninety-three thousand and thirty square kilometers of the carpathian basin bordered by yeah. slovakia to the north ukraine to the northeast romania to the east and southeast serbia to the south Croatia, and slovenia to the southwest people i can't argue with that yeah. yeah, you could say that Hungary is a land of contrast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yes. some people call it a, a soup, and some people call it a beverage. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Susan's here. Um, we don't see her a lot until Lo- uh, Lobsang gets to the clock. Really. Mm. Um, previous to that, it's basically Lobsang and Lucy's like fun road trip adventure 
where they start off at the as we saw them at in the valley with the history monks and then he like finagles his way into being allowed to go to Ankh-Morpork by pretending that the clock is probably in Uberwald and sending all the ninjas to Uberwald to to try and find it. Mm. And they get sent on this mission to try and find the new clock and they spend a lot of time slicing time. Um, we meet Q. Um, this is <laughs> we meet like, James Bond Q. This is like, I don't even really understand this bit because at what point up till now have the history monks been like James Bond? I think, I honestly do think that this is just one of those things where Terry was writing his 400 words a day and the day before he'd literally just watched like the hot new James Bond film and was there like, I'm going to put in a guy like this. Ooh. Well, because the procrastinator, like the mobile procrastinator things that they have on their backs is a very important like plot element for the rest of the book because it's what allows them to move through time once it's like been frozen so i guess it was like how can they get these things that will allow them to you know it'll be like a, a, an obstacle because they have to keep them wound but also it like makes sense that they have to have it because otherwise how are they going to be doing stuff what if they're given to them by a guy who's q from james bond <laughs> 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 it does just it just feels so out of nowhere. I'm not saying I don't like it. It's fun, but it it, it does feel so like just out of nowhere to me that I'm just like okay. What in a Terry Pratchett book? <laughs> True. When did this book come out? Do you remember when Gollum was in Witches Abroad? Yeah. Okay, so if if he had been watching James Bond while writing this, it it's likely it would have been the world is not enough. Yeah, I'm just having uh, a look the at the one. terrible movie, great theme song. 2001. <laughs> I think it would have been Die Another Day. There might have been like before. No, it would have been. The, it, it would have been. He would have watched Die Another Day is 2002. 2002 yeah, the world is not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So it's the one where he uh, he gets like um, sex tortured with like a with oh, like a yeah. thing on his neck. Yeah. Is that the one so, with the woman. Scottish actor who's the villain from Trainspotting, or is that the other one? I can never keep the world is not enough and Tomorrow Never Dies Apart. Yeah, exactly. it's Robert, Carli- Robert Carlyle, yeah. Is that he's in, he in, in the world is not enough, yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a nihilist terrorist in that one. Aren't they all? And which one has... <laughs> yeah. Or is he an anarchist? I can't which remember. Which one has... They, they don't probably make any difference one. between them. No. <laughs> and this is the one with John Cleese playing... Um, oh my god, the, the Russian Q. guy, the oh, hacker, yeah. He yeah. was Q in, in the 90s. Oh, this one has Sophie Marceau, okay. Is this the one with the the woman who strangles people with her thighs? Oh, and this one has Denny's Richards. Hello. No, that's, okay, that's okay. Goldeneye. That's Goldeneye. That's, that's the hit character, Xenia on a top. <laughs> on a top. I love Xenia on, on a top. top. Hello. She sure is. Goldeneye is decent. What if what if Famke Janssen crushed you to death with her thighs? I would I'm, say thank I'm you. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I would pass away peacefully. I would say, I would say not thank you, ma'am. Because because I'm uh, it's it's November. <laughs> you would say I respect you. <laughs> you say I'm trying I not to you not. too much to think about this in a sexual way. I appreciate your violence, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think the word is not it, enough. Might be the worst one. I'm trying is that to... a racist one? I mean, a lot of them are racist all ones, racist. Chaz. It's not the most racist one. I think the most racist one is possibly... Um, the one where... I think there's a... James, there's the one a, where Sean Connery, Sean Connery becomes Japanese. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, you must become Japanese. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> live and let die. Also quite racist. Live and let die. Wait, which one's that one? Oh, is that the one where a guy becomes white? He gets surgery to become white. Maybe. No, I no, don't that's know. Never... No, sorry, that's what? Die Another Day. That, uh, yeah, the one where the yeah, guy, the North Korean, North Korean guy gets like, die another day is really to become funny. white. Like that's... You only... It is. You only live twice as the racist Japanese yes. one. On and, Project uh, oh, live and let di- yeah. Live and Let Die. No, live and Let Die. Yeah, yeah very that's, racist. that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Thanks, James. Thanks, James. Thames. Yeah. Many black exploitation archetypes and cliches yeah. are depicted in the film. It was, I mean, cool. They were all, what are we, they were always James like Bond? chasing after like whatever trend was happening so when they were trying to make I know. a black exploitation movie. Yeah. And fucking, uh, I was talking about <laughs> this James earlier Bond today movie. in like Quantum of Solace, where they were trying to make a Bourne movie and like it was yeah. just unwatchable. Like I like Skyfall where they did Home Alone. What's happening there? Yeah. <laughs> Skyfall, they were like, what people want is like a drama. It's Skyfall, they were tr- they were trying to, to make the mother. Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my God, so true. What are we? Kill James Bond? They said again. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yes. On their on their magic journey, Love Sang and Lucy, they um, they encounter a yeti, and the yeti gets its head chopped off. While he's like, "Can I chop off your head?" And the, the yeti's like, "Sure, you can chop off my head." And when he does, the Yeti, like, folds time so that it can, like, warn itself that its head's going to be cut off so it's not cut off. And this is the thing that happens. And Love Sang's like, whoa. <laughs> and Lucy's like, don't know how to do it. Sure hope I never have to do that. The Yeti's like, um, <laughs> that just happened. Yeah, he's like, oh, wow. <laughs> be, a, be a real shame if I set this thing up so yeah, that I'm not saying, be down I'm, later. I'm giving them a little, a little side quest so I can set up this thing about going back in time and <laughs> saving your own life. Uh, I mean, also, it's not just that. It, it, Terry loves a good road trip, doesn't he? He loves to get a character to... He just loves them to get them go through like some strange bit of Discworld that you've probably not seen very much of before, so he can just make up little jokes. Yeah. Like a cuckoo clock bird. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. That tries to build its own bad clocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They keep terrible time. It's really good. <laughs> yeah, love things, but it's amazing that birds even do that. <laughs> so they're not that great yeah mm. i guess he's just trying to teach him all... about time right so that's like, I, I i do think it's quest. a delightful image to think of like little oh it really is like making clocks as a mating habit like yeah great stuff there's um he keeps learning about he learns some stuff about when the eternally surprised who said that time was a woman mm. She uh, is, but it's in the it's in the Forbidden Scrolls. <laughs> I've met time, and she's and a woman. She's gonna, <laughs> time, she's, black. <laughs> <laughs> she's an enormous woman. Um, she's very beautiful. She said I was the most handsome person. Mm. <laughs> that she, I, I, I met time. She didn't know you. Um, <laughs> there was yeah. There's, there's sort of like a Granny Weatherwax thing going on with uh, Lucy, I think. Oh, I thought you were going to talk because there's the nanny og bit. I was like, "How did you get them confused?" But no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, no, like, like, like where a metaphor. So embarrassing. Yeah. Where, where it's like he keeps like doing things like the easiest way, and Love Sang's like, "Why don't you just? Why aren't you doing magic ninja shit? And why are you just wearing woolly socks?" And he's like, "Well, 
I know, why would I do just, that? that? That's just Terry's favorite type of character to write. I know, he loves it. But it's it's definitely yeah. a similar dynamic where he's like, yeah. please show me some magic, and he's like, woohoo. <laughs> it's headology. It's yeah. Mitsuya's yeah. just there like, watch he this, is. and then just psychs people out. Yeah. I do like the bit, because they, when they find the Yeti, they find the Yeti being like, um, he is like caught in a bear trap or something and like hunted by this group of posh hunting men. And... Lutze is like trying to do this like oh you don't know about rule one and he's like trying to psych them all out well um I'm right here it, it is it is um uh Lobsang who's taking them all out one by one yeah, yeah, yeah. bending time yeah, right yeah, yeah. And so he's yeah. doing all the work but Lutze is just just there like, like why would I'm I using my magic powers on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a great bit of like this guy does he really have any power or is he just like someone who says a lot of things and does but it matter he, but he does obviously I mean it's got the whole thing where he's got the big knitted like leg warmers to keep himself warm in the snow and loves hangs like that's cheating and he looks down and he's got like bare feet in the snow and they're like warm and they've melted all the snow and he's like it's hard, it's hard to do it's fine <laughs> she, it's can't, with toes. she can't she can't bend it I do love, she can't turn heels yeah. yeah I do love that sort of like sort of winking cynicism like joke sort of fun cynicism it's fun yeah i like it it's good it's fun and terry loves it too you know he loves this shit he likes it it's so nice reading this after reading yeah we we spoke about this in in discord and we speak about this on both killer chronicles as well but it's so nice reading a book like this in between reading patrick rothfuss (laughs) it's like it's like exfoliating my brain Mm mm-hmm Patrick Rothfuss? Who is that guy? What if Perhaps there's some podcast I can listen to to learn more. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's just nice having like jokes that are a bit like stupid, but they do make me laugh. Every li- it's not just like characters being stupidly clever in like the mm. smuggest way possible. Because like even though Lutze is like being clever, he's like it. it I don't know. It serves a character purpose. Nice having <laughs> it teaches characters. you something. Yeah, exactly. It teaches you something about the way his mind works. Yeah. It teaches you about how sometimes like you don't philosophy. need to learn special magic. You can just put a nice pair of long johns on. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes just do the easiest way if you if you if you, you know. can yeah. if you can. And, yes. he's not, and he's not necessarily about like dominating or con or like exerting power over other people. No. He's, which it seems to me that Quoth is, which is, yeah. you know, mm. masculinity stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as a fantasy. Um, but Lutzi's doing his own thing. Uh, and is, like, kind of not really respected by a lot of the monks, it seems. Yeah. Except as a sort of legend. Yeah. He's, like, legendary, and then they meet him, and they're all a bit, like, their brains immediately go into, like, classism <laughs> mode. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's this just guy a sweeper. A sweeper. Yeah, but again, it's like he is in the same way as like with the witches. He is extremely powerful, like when it counts. Yeah. Um. So he's good at you know time stuff, like they're supposed to be. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's always like with with the Granny Weatherwaxes and Lutzes. It's always like that. There's this. There's other character who's like, but you just did the easiest thing. You yeah, didn't yeah. even do anything, and it's like, yeah, why? Why didn't, didn't you, why didn't you do, <laughs> do it then? Like, if it's that easy, like, yeah. <laughs> if it's that important to you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I just, re- I, I really enjoy the 
uh, epic scope this has, like mm, the mm. fantasy scope of it all, like the w- yeah. we touched on, like yeah. how like this journey of theirs like takes them to like new places in the Discord. But there's also you know there's the Ankh Pork stuff, and then there's death going on this like. It's a real who's who. Together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of people yeah. turning up. It well, is. Yeah, even Nanny, Nanny Og. Yeah, I Nanny Og. I love her in uh, this. Yeah. I do Susan, think she's my favorite Susan. witch. She's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, basically, Susan goes to see her to ask about uh, when she had to do that weird birth from time. <laughs> when time gave birth. <laughs> Mm. Um, and so she she tells Susan about that and like what happened. She's initially reluctant, but she just really wants to tell someone. And as a reward, she was given like a tiny hourglass with like a day's worth of time so that she can use when needed. I'm putting cool. I'm putting my analysis of labor hat on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Damn, literally, yeah. literally, your time is worth the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like. I always find it very interesting how Terry writes um, characters from one sort of series of books within Discworld Mm. when they pop up in another one. I always find it very interesting how he's really good at doing it so the characters... Obviously, he never writes quite in first person, but you always have much more of a sense of internality when you're Mm. in the book series that they're from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But he doesn't do that when they're in another series. Yeah. So you get a very different perspective on them. Mm. He does it with Vimes all the yeah. time. Yeah. You know, when Vimes turns up in non-watch books, you're like, oh my God, this guy is like really irritating. This guy kind of sucks. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, <laughs> who of- is this dude? Yeah. And it's often the characters that you see internally in, in the books where they're like a main character in the series, they come off as a lot more impressive when you have that externality. Yeah. Like, I think the same goes for Vimes. Like, he does, yeah. like, a lot of stuff in the Watch books that is impressive. But, like, when you see him as a kind of third-party person, and yes, he is very annoying, but also, like, he seems a lot more savvy to somebody yeah. watching him than he does mm-hmm. when you have that, like, part of his mind that's, like, really confused all the time. I think he's scarier. Yeah. He is scarier, um, definitely. Because, like, yeah. from an external oh, yeah. perspective, you see him and you're like, okay, this guy is, like, this authority figure who's, like, kind of unstable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like visibly. And, like, when you're in, again, when you're in his head, you're like, oh, he's unstable, but in a way that makes sense. Because, yeah, you're seeing it from his perspective. But then when you're in someone else, you're like, oh, this guy would be scary mm. <laughs> to be around. Yeah, exactly. Um, he shows up in some of the Tiffany Aching books, or one of them at least, uh, and makes, like, is, like, quite a sort of hindrance to tiffany mm. uh, obviously we haven't got to any of these yet but and it, it's kind of i don't know it's interesting because you're like oh this guy has real power and influence uh and like in ways that you know even though tiffany does all sorts of like uh, extremely powerful and complicated things and deals with massive challenges of sort of magical nature still like just you know cops who don't want you to be doing something it's very difficult yeah. to deal with yeah mm-hmm. yeah it like, gives a sense of like reality i suppose groundedness yeah. in a world yeah like the whole yeah. the whole last book we read had the them they are like to an extent fighting the watch every step yeah. of the way even if they're sort of working yeah. together it's interesting i do especially like it for nanny og she she's mm. i don't know she's oh she's just brilliant i i love her 
guardedness around Susan as well. It makes so much sense. I think when you're coming from Susan's perspective, it doesn't even dim it that much. Like, Susan is quite scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's, like, instantly distrusts her because she knows what the horse is and she, like, knows that she's sort of knows what she is. <laughs> I know what you are. Um, <laughs> Your kind will not see pearly gates. <laughs> um, but she sort of recognises Nanny as being, you know, she obviously, it, it's hints to us, and we already know this stuff, but she she picks up on a lot of stuff about Nanny very quickly, which is the stuff about, like, you know, how she has all these kids and she's got all these pictures and she obviously, you know, has people doing stuff for her, but she's also very clever and sort of, yeah. She has a very rude, like, lawn dwarf on yeah, she has she has a very rude pissing pissing gnome in her garden. It's very um, funny. But she can sort of tell that Nanny like has a soft spot for like children and that sort of, you know, family and that she's emotional in that way and uses that to like get information. <laughs> Susan real manipula moment manipulator <laughs> moments. <laughs> she's just she's there like so this cool. this woman's kind of got a soft spot for children. Let me exploit that for a minute. <laughs> When I was when I was a kid, Susan was the character who I was most like, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> this is what I aspire to. I want to be just like Susan. She's cool. She is cool. She is. She's but she's, scary, I feel like but... she is. She is stupid sometimes. Um, yeah. In because she's but so in very understandable yeah. ways. I think. Yeah. Like, very. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, this is why I'm like, she's just like me. When I was a kid, I was like, she, I'm also stupid. <laughs> um, That's but, very self-aware. Thank you. <laughs> um, she is very, oh, like, the, 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 like, Susan-Death relationship just, like, continues to be, like, my favorite character relationship in these books. Like, it's just such a, mm-hmm. it's so interesting because they usually, like, interact, like, two or three times in one book. But there's like so much yeah. unspoken stuff always going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when she hits him with the I thought you cared yeah. line in this. Yeah. It's like, oh no. <laughs> it's, it's the there's a thing where she she is historically she pushes him away a bit because she's uncomfortable with like the nature of his existence to <laughs> yeah. her and his relationship to her. Um and obviously by this point, you know, their relationship is better than it's been. Um, but that she still, I think, I mean, she always has that discomfort with herself and like the fact that she isn't human mm. and that she kind of blames him for it a little bit, I feel. So she has the thing when she's doing this, so she's like, well, you know, strange things happen. Time could have a kid. Listen, look at me, look at what my granddad did and like how, how that affected his kids and how that affects me. And, but she also always wants him to be more human. So she'll be like mad that he's sort of doing human things and interfering but also mad when he doesn't do what she thinks he should do on a moral basis from like a human perspective it's very messy family yeah. dinner yeah yeah oh, it's, i mean it's very realistic like that is often how people have tension with their family that sort of yeah yeah going in opposite directions to one another at once it is that mm. incoherence that comes with with like family and family relationships, I suppose it's, it's yeah, definitely good because yeah. it's like those times when you want your mom to be your friend, and other times where you do not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> leave me alone. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. It makes, like, yeah. 
like Terry makes like character relationships or character dynamics so in such an interesting way. I feel like because you're like you're supposed to, you're supposed to like that, right? And you're supposed to like mm-hmm. to, to you're supposed to like Susan, but they're still like always gonna clash. There's always gonna be like you know you can't like really take a side or anything like it's just yeah uh, when you see it from like susan's perspective you're like oh why is he hiding stuff or is he manipulating her what's going on and then you see it like from his perspective and then susan kind of seems a bit too cold or you know it's yeah and he's like again he's like bound to all these like complicated rules and like you know she she can never truly understand him because of the nature of what he is and I think she finds that frustrating and then that like forms a, a barrier between them, right? Where she's like, why have you got to ride out? Why can't you tell me about this? Why can't you change the rules and save this person or whatever? It's like, that's the sort of frustration there, isn't it? He's such a, Death is such mm. a good character. Like even in the, yeah. in all the scenes where he meets the other horseman, like there's just so much like, ju- just the way he like reacts to their stuff or the way he's like, uh, yeah, we gotta ride it out. Like that's what that's what we do. <laughs> ride it out. <laughs> I love the fucking band metaphor yeah. of this. So like, like, like Ronnie, we ride out. But we're all gotten old, and no one wants to do it. I mean, it's like old. The... some of us are married now. Yeah, and have remember IBS? how the like soul music like book cover was just like from this idea of like what if that was like on the Better Out of Hell album cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> like it, this is this is like that like band metaphor or like death in a band like actually done right like in a way that soul music just didn't manage to like yeah. pull off. What was going on in soul music? Who knows? That was such a fascinating book. <laughs> That's one of those ones I kind of have forgotten what happened, and I feel like I yeah. need to reread. But I'm also like it's impossible to know. Rob, Robin, you'll always forget what happened to this exactly because it's very incoherent. <laughs> it's the, the joke of Welsh. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Clamados. What if Elvis? What if music <laughs> keeps you alive? Elvis. Uh, rock what music, if Elvis was fucking Welsh? I mean, <laughs> He's <laughs> Welsh? <laughs> I think the thing that he missed Welsh. out on is there should have been a scene where, like, Buddy, like, magically heard that racism was happening somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. <laughs> If they were, if they had like a really fast montage of Buddy like reacting to the news, and then he wrote a song and it healed America. Damn, what a good movie! Is, is this the Baz Luhrmann's Elvis? Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know oh, that okay. that happened in it. Yeah, there's a bit. There's so much. There's, it's impossible to describe. There's a bit where he's performing at a concert, and then it kind of the, the editing makes it seems like he's magically hearing that race riots are happening somewhere else and he's looking very yeah concerned. yeah he's he's like hearing like a, a racist rally in the distance and he's like he's like responding to that with his like great performance like bending the rules and it's like i don't think he was doing that <laughs> i was, think he was stealing black was elvis pro civil rights yeah 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 yeah. okay that's he was, he was. because well, the whole thing is that he like spent a lot of time like in the with black musicians that's why his music and, sounds like that yeah <laughs> yeah and then he was their friend he's white stuff, and he black was <laughs> he's and he was white. like because there's a bit in this where he hears like martin luther king is dead and he's like no nah, dr king he always told the truth 
it's sort of incoherent. As a, That's as a, a weird line. I, it's extremely funny. But yeah, the movie is kind of like, he was doing it for for civil rights. That's why he made music. <laughs> and, then, and then it changes into a completely different movie once he gets to Las Vegas. It's really something. Thanks, Baz. Um, Baz. Australian moment. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, soul music, who the fuck remembers? Yeah. Um, There's a cool bit where the... It was with Famine, where he was like, yeah, people have, you know, dr- Famine is a human creation, because, like, yeah, droughts happen, but, like, to, like, really ridi- make soil, like, completely un... Uh, <laughs> make that dust bowl. To make the dust bowl, yeah, is yeah. a human creation, mm. where I was like, damn, Terry, okay, go on. <laughs> Well, and the Terry, same yeah. same thing with pestilence, where he's yeah. there like, yeah, disease is natural, but people love hanging out in small enclosed spaces. <laughs> they love building like the midden next to the well. Yeah, uh, people so, love like, to fucking share vapes. You know? Yeah, so true. People so do true. love to share vapes. <laughs> I love to share vapes. <laughs> I love to get people to cough directly to my mouth. <clears throat> that that's pretty hot. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we know it is. Yeah, which is fun. And but it's funny that that is like death's argument as to why they've changed is that they're all human concepts. Even though I feel like by that same argument, death is, you know, hum- humanified yeah. in a lot of ways. No, he's different. He's different. He says, but I'm different. He says, not, but not me. Yeah, none of them <laughs> speak in all caps. Yeah, That's exactly. Um, I was listening to the audiobook for part of this and. I don't know if they like nuked the previous audiobook that had been available, which was like the same one that all the other ones are. But the new one has Bill Nye narrating all okay. of death. Oh no. Bill Nye is narrating all of the um footnotes and someone else is narrating Death's voice and then the rest of it is like a woman narrating the whole thing. It's very interesting. Bill Okay. Bill That's Nye. very high effort. Oh yeah, they did they did new audiobooks for like some anniversary, like last year, I think. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, they did them all with Bill Nye and stuff. Yeah, I like the bit. I love Terry's asides. I just like it when he goes off and just like does like a little bit, you know. Oh, when he's like, book- he's like, oh, they saw a sunset, but it was like a cringe, yeah. tacky <laughs> sunset where it was like super pink, it's so not good. like a tasteful I- sunset. <laughs> I think about that all the time. That is stuck in my brain constantly. I will like reference it to people when when we're watching a beautiful sunset. Like, oh man, you know. Someone always brings it up. Sometimes nature has bad taste. <laughs> oh, it's bright pink, gross, pretty tacky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful but tasteless. <laughs> I was visiting um, Brussels a few weeks ago, where my brother lives, and um, he's got a, a flat. He's got a a penthouse flat, which makes it sound much posher than it actually is, which is a very small, a very small flat. You could call it, it has an a view attic right flat. out. Yeah. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We can, um, we can get past it. And you get crazy, crazy sunsets, like just like red and yellow and blue and like pink. And mm. you're just like, damn, if you, if you painted that, it would look fucking disgusting. <laughs> it would look like, it would look like, uh, it would look like art you get on Travelodge's bedroom wall. Yeah, it would look like a sort mm. of default screensaver you'd get on like a 2007 Windows computer. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a Yoni Wolf lyric that's like, maybe the sunset doesn't want to be photographed. <laughs> Yoni. 
Yonic Wolf. Yeah. Yonic Wolf, yeah. <laughs> My s- Whereas, you know, it used to be Lingam Wolf before all the <laughs> all the all the wokists said it was patriarchal. Mm. Yeah. Did anyone so get that true. joke? No. 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 Never mind. My sister was <laughs> are you, in. Are you googling Lingam church? My sister was in Croatia last su- this summer in uh, Zadar, I think, and cringe. And the, every like there was there was like apparently like in 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 that like town there was just like this like everywhere it said that Hitchcock said this is where the best sunset in the world is this is Hitchcock's Alfred Hitchcock's favorite sunset. Well, okay. <laughs> Why is Hitchcock an authority on sunsets, first of all? Because he made movies. Uh, he was very good at psychologically torturing people. So yeah, that's like true. The sun. Uh, yeah. I am a little obsessed when places come up with like something a famous person yeah. once did and then like kind of tie it into their like mythos. Like there's this one hotel in America that oh, Stephen King stayed here one time and people say it inspired him to write The Shining yeah. and it's like, it didn't... That's not a good effort. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, because the... they make all their money from um, from haunted trips and uh, stuff. Okay. So, like, their Halloween room bookings are full for the next seven years because you can oh. only book seven <laughs> years in advance. They make quite There's a bit a, of money off that claim. That there was a pub in Tembe that was like Dylan Thomas once drank here. <laughs> Dylan Thomas Dylan once Thomas drank, drank everywhere. everywhere. That is like he, he's drunk in every single pub in Wales. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. <laughs> yes. He drank here once. <laughs> that's a that's a bad thing uh. to say about your pub. <laughs> <laughs> in Budapest, there's Dylan Thomas back. once got twatted in this park. <laughs> I, I, I distinctly remember in Budapest there was like one park where every everything was named after Beethoven because he was he stayed there once and said to have liked it. I love it when they do that. It's like they were here once. It's like there were loads of places. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the Hitchcock sunset claim is also just like something like if you look it up, there's if he actually said that, like there's very little evidence for that he might have once like stayed there and said yeah it was a good sunset but the thing is with a sunset is that you can get them anywhere <laughs> i know you might get nicer ones in some places <laughs> possibly but like and, like even at that one place it's not going to be always the same like hitchcock exactly. saw a different sunset than you're seeing there now precisely you can't market something that's changing i mean people will try but yeah when the te- yeah, people. It is funny when you get this sort of association between people and places, and how it gets sort of gets stuck. Yeah, the town, the town I was born in. There's a building there. It used to be a pub or a restaurant, I think, but it sort of just loads of chain restaurants sort of cycle through it and immediately go bust because the <laughs> rent's insane. Um, it's called Judge Jeffries, and Judge Jeffries is a judge who was well known for ordering large executions in the wake of the Monmouthshire Rebellion. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's you know he stayed in that 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 built building when he was um doing his assizes to execute um rebels uh who decided to support the Monmouth Rebellion which was mm-hmm. very popular in the West Country and got crushed. Wow. Mhm. That was Pretty nice cool. of him. It's it's very funny. There's a there's a museum in Monmouth that's like a Nelson museum. Well, like just Nelson about the, Nelson the wasn't gen- from Monmouth. No, but he was there once. 
<laughs> so they have a they have a museum that's dedicated to Nelson and has like a bunch of Nelson shit and it's just about Nelson. It's the weirdest fucking shit. I love when you guys go on like country time story hour and you're like, here's some like weird fucked up thing the place I was born does. <laughs> it's always like it's always insane. I could I could talk about Bristol for hours on end. We've got a lot lot worse things, but it's it's more interesting when little like countryside places do it, I think. Mm-hmm. There's some charm yeah. to it. Yeah, okay, so the wrong. reason they have the Nelson Museum is just because <laughs> like a woman who lived in Monmouth used to collect Nelson memorabilia and then died. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's I mean, not to that be he fair. went there. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. He spent most of his life on ships. Yeah. <laughs> and why would you go just to like Monmouth? <laughs> why would anyone ever go to Monmouth, let's be honest? It's not even by the sea. <laughs> it's by the seven, the dirtiest river. <laughs> Monmouth gonna... is not by the seven. It has a fake Nelson eye. <laughs> Monmouth's on the mono. It's on and the Y. It's on I, three I'm... rivers. Yeah, I thought it was but on not the seven. The seven. No. It's not on the it's not the even y. near the sea. Oh. You couldn't get a ship up there. Ha, losers. Bristol can get lots of ships into it. That's where our history Yeah, what were those from. what were those ships trading with, um, Robin? Don't ask that. It's a bad question. Just kidding. We, I recognise Bristol's history in this list. Spices, it's fine. It's spice, spices and cotton and tobacco. Sugar. We love spice. Um, yeah. You love Bart spice spices of Bristol. The spice I, must flow. I, I, I live in the city where Goethe was born, so it's like everything is like somehow people try to tie oh. to Goethe. Uh, is that the guy who wrote the German national epic? <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy who wrote uh, the who wrote like a worse version of Eric. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> er- Eric first draft. <laughs> Eric uh, crossed out Faust. <laughs> <laughs> but my, but my, 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 my favorite like alleged Goethe thing is that there is like a there's a regional dish here called Frankfurter Grünesauce, which I'm I'm I am mildly obsessed with because it's like not that good. But I but, like the name. I like that it's just Frankfurt green sauce. Yeah, it's just a green sauce, <laughs> and you eat it with hard boiled eggs sauce. and boiled potatoes. <sighs> It's the most German Go- fucking thing. And it's, oh, it, it would you say ele- it's goated with the grüne <laughs> sauce? Yeah, but the, the thing about it is, it is allegedly it was Goethe's favorite dish, and he always asked his mummy to make it for him. But by alleged, that means that it was never referenced in any of his writing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So means it was untrue. <laughs> I mean, even if even if it is true, it's right? So weird. He asked his mummy to make it for him all the time. That's like that makes it sound more like the sort of chicken nuggets of, <laughs> of <laughs> cooking, <laughs> like sauce. <laughs> Mom, don't come in. I'm writing oh, fast. <laughs> <laughs> I am writing the next great German epic. <laughs> Please don't it's come in. Only, it's the only German national epic. Not Faust Part 2. <laughs> Just one. Just Faust Part 1. Just Faust. 
Un. It's epic because a lot of things. Um, it's epic it's, because it's long. It's, it's quite epic. It's epic. Okay, this is epic. <laughs> okay, now this is <laughs> me selling my soul to the devil. Now this is epic. That's true. <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else on this Faust book? Was a gamer. I was gonna say. <laughs> what if? What if Faust was a gamer? What if John Lennon had invented the saxophone? <laughs> What if mermaids could play poker? We'll never know. Um, what if death what if, was a Twitch what streamer? If... <laughs> okay. What if? What if? What if pestilence had an OnlyFans? <laughs> Depends on what the if, subscription um, fees, doesn't it? <laughs> what if skinny the legend Shogun? Skinny legend. You've never heard anyone say that. I think I have. It's just. What does it mean? <laughs> It just means legend. It just means you're skinny. Yeah. It's a K-pop thing, I think. I it's, a, it's like a... I thought it was a gay thing. Maybe originally. Who knows? Yeah. Impossible to know. About the last Shogun. Oh, I think I was going to say, like, what if the last Shogun of Japan invented pegging? Okay. okay. We'll never know. The moment's gone. Well, no, I, sophisticated. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm appreciating. I'm putting it, but I'm, I'm cogitating it, it in my brain. I'm mulling it around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm eating it like a potato yeah, chip. Maybe, maybe the fisherman's wife would have dreamed of something else. You know. <laughs> yeah. I think he was I th- pussy flavored crisp. I think the last shogun of Japan was just trying to come up with a, a good loophole to uh, to part to to win on that November. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What if the fisherman friends? <laughs> okay. What if the fisherman friends was the dream of the fisherman's wife. <laughs> ah, the fisher king's friends. Fisherman's friends <laughs> and their squid rings. I don't know. The fisherman's um, friends are like, hey, bro, your uh, your wife's have been been talking about some weird dreams. shit recently. <laughs> <laughs> Keep her away from the seafood, you know. <laughs> Uh, we so meet the cute. fifth horseman of the apocalypse. Ronnie. Yeah, his name is Ronnie. Who's Ronnie? He makes milk now. He makes. He does milk. All milk. It's so, so valid of him. He's been does in this he whole prostate? book. We'll never know. He's been in this yeah. whole book and I didn't even realize. No, he's just been hanging out, talking to Jeremy, turning up. He like delivers milk to everywhere. Like he delivers milk to the to the history monks and he delivers milk to Ankh-Morpork. Very suspicious milk <laughs> behavior. <laughs> How does he get there? How does he do it? Interesting. He's just a guy called Soak. He just has like weird sparkly eyes full of void. <laughs> it's normal. It probably Not doesn't Robin, mean have anything. You, have you worked out who he is yet? This is another thing where, like I said <laughs> earlier, I don't know if I'm stupid or no. if it just isn't well no, established. It's not right. It's not. Right. It's, it's, not, it's, right, not it's not that obvious. It's okay, not, I, then I no, I haven't worked out. It's one of who, the who the fifth man of the apocalypse is like one of the rare things I actually remember from Terry Pratchett books. Uh, like it somehow it somehow yeah. made a lasting impact on me. Uh, but that said, it's not obvious. <laughs> like I was when I first read, yeah. it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> it'll it'll come to me. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. It sort of fits in with the themes of the book. The book's themes. They love one of His name's Ronnie. He he left before they got famous. <laughs> it's such a, that's such yeah. a funny line. That, that's another thing. I know. I, I know. It's like death being extremely literal when he says we're getting the band back together. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, he's cool. He's got Lucy. Um, he's they're hanging out. He's like, I'm. Am I gonna have to kill this guy? <laughs> um, I was gonna say I really like. Uh, Igor oh, in yeah. this in this bit because 
like I don't know. We we saw we had Jeremy Clarkson. What if his name was Clarkson? <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> I fucking hate. It. It's, it's so, so good. What if it was Jeremy Clarkson? <laughs> <laughs> We had like his brief perspective from the beginning where it just goes through it. But then ever since he stopped taking his pills, uh, we haven't had anything from his perspective and it's only ever been through oh, yeah. uh, Igor's perspective. Um, which is fun because it means Damn, that we, we can't like really imagine what's going on in his brain because it's, you know, he's crazy. Too, <laughs> Terry being too all writerly and playing around with his perspectives. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is this all, the first we time we're getting that... Igor perspective? Like I feel like they've always been like Maybe, yeah. It's always been like from other We get like little we got little bits. We got little bits when um in who was the one with Scraps? Um, oh yeah. In oh. Cafe Juggalem. Yeah. I mean that was Igor. I think obviously. Yes. I think I think Igor's serve as a natural perspective because they're Yeah often like loath to take action so they sort of yeah. don't necessarily interfere with the plot too much if you know what they know what, what they know yeah, yeah but they like comment on yeah. it right but this feels like yes. observe observing they have their own minds but they mm. yeah yeah but i feel like this like is where the writing device this is where the igor character gets like the most developed like it's yeah i guess yeah he starts I, like making his own decisions like because lady lejean <laughs> has been taking like bits out of the clock so that it takes longer to finish because um, she is feeling very human about it all and yeah. Igor's starting to suspect so he starts like standing between her and the clock like <laughs> stop it stop it and he's like have you noticed how she doesn't touch the floor <laughs> when she's walking and how her face That's is so like funny. weird and uh, she doesn't eat food and Jeremy's like she's just a noble beautiful woman who I appreciate ladies don't eat it's it's so funny when the auditors are like, yeah, it'd be best if she was a beautiful woman um, because, you know, they can, like, manipulate people and are less so suspicious. Um, and then they're like, well, what does a beautiful woman look like? What if we make her look like the the picture of the woman with the ferret, but, like, make her face more symmetrical? Because <laughs> there's too many flaws in it. Better be more symmetrical. I'm getting, like, um, Hollywood plastic surgeon vibes from the auditors. Yeah, they look fucked. They're just like really disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, what do we think? They love the, to wear gray. What do we think the artist's first wear? Because it's like Lady Legion is like that's not that's not human. Clothes. I think it's just robes. I think they just wear like not, they're just wearing cloaks, right? Yeah, I yeah, think some of them wear robes. dresses. But like that's after they change yeah. out of their yeah, yeah. clothes. Yeah, no, they they wear right. robes and they're like wearing order to clothes. And then she's like, "You can't wear that." And they're like, "Why not?" People wear these all over the world. And she's like, "Yeah, but not here." And then they all wear like street fashion. But she's like, "Oh, you have to wear like only the women can wear dresses." And then they have to. Wow, have to Lady Lejeune. Wow. <laughs> Cancelled. Not very progressive of been you. A, been a oh, yeah. human for like uh, three weeks, and you're already like, "I got to maintain yeah. gender." Roles. I mean, look, to to be fair, like if you want to blend in. You know. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But I don't yeah. have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Lachine became human and immediately caught British disease. Yeah, I was thinking about like it, it, in terms of I don't have to like it. I must think of the you know before he was cringe, very old like Kumail Nanjiani stand where it has a story of. How uh, if you wanted to be a cool kid, uh, you called others gay, and he was like, he, he was trying really hard to be cool, and he was like, yeah, it sucks that it's obviously homophobic, but like I didn't want to change the world, I just wanted to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I do I do like how quickly she's adjusted to being human and she is like, I just need more time to learn. She's going to art galleries and seeing She's trying to paint plays. Yeah, she's just like Eating experiencing toast. as much as possible. Yeah, eating a one's dry slice of toast and forgetting to chew and swallow for an hour. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I really like that. I really like that sort of exploration of a of a character who is you know unusual. And it's it's nice to learn more about the auditors because they've been like villains for death and for yeah. season for like a while. And so it's, it's nice, right? Have they been in the Rinsewind uh, ones? Or am I just thinking of I the don't Dungeon remember Dimensions? Those books very much. I feel like he's maybe not. I don't think so. I might be coming up with that myself. They're mostly because they come up in Reaper Man. Oh, okay. and then they're also ignore me then in um, Hogfather. Mm. Yeah, they're not a Rinsewind thing. They're a death. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. There's some reviews on on the German Amazon for uh, for chess pussy flavored chips. <laughs> Uh, which, uh, which, by the way, in German, they're they're only in, in the German like translation. It's called uh, Chaz chips with female flavor. Female flavor. Uh, female flavor. <laughs> I don't like how they've described that. Yes. Some of that female flavor. It's just Chaz chips with female flavor, and then it says. Uh, Kettle for biological kettle chicks with exotic and crazy taste. Coming out with like a turf version of these that is just <laughs> adult human female flavor. <laughs> but then these chips don't taste like he him pussy. <laughs> <laughs> but other reviews say that uh, other reviews give it like two stars, one or two stars out of five, uh, saying that it's. Very expensive for something that just tastes like uh, sour cream and onion chips. So. I'm no! so offended. <laughs> sour cream and onion. That is... Uh... What about all the research? <laughs> I thought that they went to lengths to understand the depth of flavor of the uh, vulva brackets. That's the scientific name for pussy. <laughs> And they made it just taste like sour cream and onion? I'm going to kill myself. Look, it's, it's been a while, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it didn't taste like that. There's <laughs> nothing I can say. I'm, I'm upset. I'm distraught. I will not be buying these. I could just buy sour cream and onion crisps. Yeah. But I gotta know though, like how close do they taste to sour cream? Well, they cost well, like fifteen euros for like one package. So I was gonna what? say, oh, I'll get you some for your birthday, but maybe euros. not. Oh, uh, so this is a grift, a weird horny guy. I mean, I guess it, like, I guess it's shit. Finally, I can like, taste some pussy. Some Lithuania. Where is this from? Lithuania. Lithuania. So I guess it's nothing's from uh, Lithuania. I don't believe that. <laughs> it's a fake country. We're finally learning. We're learning about the the timbre of the the Baltic pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about the you're, Baltic. You're quick to make favor of Hungarians and their <laughs> microphone uh, problems, <laughs> but it's just because you've not experienced the uh, the Lithuanian. It's true. I've never been to Lithuania. And hopefully, I never will. <laughs> Don't know. It looks quite nice. Probably. We have this one in the comments says, 
I'm 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 seeing a YouTube video where he eats them. He says something about like tasting like yeast and cream. Oh. Oh, I made that joke that it would taste like nutritional yeast when we were first talking about. I made it mine. Yeah. I'm so upset by this. There's no umami in these crisps. Ooh, umami. That's kind of what that's kind of what nutritional yeast tastes like. I suppose. Yeah. I don't eat nutrition. I don't cheesy. eat nutritional yeast on a daily basis. I do eat bread. I suppose. Vegans be like, I've got a nutritional yeast infection. (laughs) 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 Walk yeast. (laughs) Even the fucking yeast is woke. I'm so glad this comedy is legal on Twitter now. I'm so glad. (laughs) If I I bought, like, one of the biggest platforms in the world, first thing I would... And I would be, like, an epic Reddit bro about, first thing I would do is introduce like a way people can pay me money for it i would i would create like um an alternate layout where it looks like bacon <laughs> and i'd be like <laughs> epic bacon bacon flavored twitter vegans triggered and it would be it would do so well it would. oh my god people would like it like i know it's bad that um the richest man in the world who is like a reactionary fucking moron <laughs> what a large social media network but on the other hand it might destroy that network which would be good we all love to post but should we post yeah. no true i'm not gonna you don't need to see your friends they're not real friends if you don't see them every day they're not real that's why that's you're true. not real i'm not gonna sign up for fucking mastodon or what's the new one co-host i don't know i've had a mastodon in the past and mostly i just felt an overwhelming temptation to post nudes and that's like most of my experience with mastodon i already get that from twitter so i'm not yeah. moving my only um, experience from mastodon was um that Chaz kept telling me about her mastodon and i was like <laughs> i don't care this seems dumb <laughs> everyone hates it when i tell them about anything i should just stop no <laughs> no i love hearing things that you tell me just everyone i didn't care it. about mastodon fine um just for the interest of comparison i went onto the goop website and to to have a look at the um quote this candle smells like my my vagina candle um okay to see what the like flavor profiles would be obviously you're not eating the candle but the scents and flavors they're all tied yeah yeah what was the accord so this candle is made with geranium citrusy bergamot and cedar absolutes juxtaposed with damask rose and ambrette seed to put us in mind of fantasy seduction and a sophisticated warmth which i don't think that smells like pussy i don't think it does i think that smells like like a candle it smells like probably quite a nice candle um i like that it very citrus it should remind you of a sophisticated warmth which is both a fun way to describe a (laughs) vagina and also a very interesting way to describe a candle candles should be warm (laughs) that's true that's how you make them go good point would you say uh vaginas are are a sophisticated warmth yeah, uh, I think they're like yes. I think they're sophisticated. I think they're down and dirty. They're basic. You know, they can be both. They're, they're, they're nothing. They're nothing fancy. They're actually, but they're they're good. actually quite acidic. They're not basic, Chaz. Sorry. I think Whoa. I think they can be both sophisticated and non-sophisticated. I think it's a very flexible kind of arrangement. Okay. 
It depends. Ooh. Flexible, huh? Do we have anything else to we're say saying, about this book? That, uh, <laughs> we're no. Just, we're just we were saying something before episode. we... Thank uh, you, guys. Before. Oh, we're talking about the auditors again. Oh, yeah, they were the, were the auditors in what book they've been in. Um, yeah, it's always good to see them. I like them as, like, fundamentally opposed to reality in its messy form. Yeah. Mm. It's, you know, it's a good bit. It's, like, not that they want to kill everyone. They just want them to, like, stop existing in a in a messy way Mm. which again very very terry villain um yeah pretty good i like it is sort of fun to have this big world ending event because we haven't had anything like that for a while um like we've been you know a a lot of the ankh put books and stuff have been very local very like oh the witches have got to stop the vampires who were going to take over lanker or uh we're in Uberwald and we have to stop the werewolves or whatever. Or like in the last where it's like, oh, Veterinary's being replaced and it's going to make Am- Morpork yeah. a bit worse. It might, yeah, it might change like Morpork in some way. It's like, <laughs> it's not even like going to destroy anything really. It's just that like Veterinary's been falsely accused of a crime. Yeah. Um, the stakes are suddenly nice, higher. Yeah, it's nice to have those small stakes things because the stories are good and yeah, it makes them you know they're interesting to read but it is also fun to just have this big like huge cataclysmic yeah. event happening as well it's good to have a, yeah. go, have a big thing like every once in a while like it feels like it feels like a season final i'm sure i said it's last episode as well but it feels like a season finale <laughs> on this world in a way yeah what's the book after this is it that uh, last hero oh night watch oh last i think okay. last hero and amazing Maurice next so it's like is yeah last hero and amazing Maurice, and then night's night watch so it's like his Okay. He's is doing Last this Hero like big a... book and then he's doing like two smaller ones or two like okay. different ones. Last Hero is graphic novel. Yeah, okay. So I have to buy it. is also the last that. one with Josh Kirby, which was not planned, obviously, but uh, it makes it feel more like a cut in the thing. In the, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, I agree. It's good. We like it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Um, it's And we're like two thirds into the book and time stopped, so... The last of this book is going to... The last third, I'm sure, is going to be very normal and easy to... Yeah, yeah, it's going to be really easy to pass and you're going to be like reading it like, this makes a lot of sense. I understand what's going on. Oh, good. I, I think it's not too bad now I've read it this time. But this is, like, I don't know, my fifth or sixth mm. time reading it. So I'm I'm pretty, like, confident with the basic premise. Although I still... I definitely don't didn't remember the bit about them going into, like... What was it? Xenius's wave or whatever it was where they got into like the blue zone where it's like a bit calmer I don't remember any of that stuff so that's exciting you know it has some curveballs especially the way I read these books which is like on the day before recording uh, yeah a lot at once and sure it's gonna help the experience of but I mean I the thing the thing is about this book so far is that even when it gets um very um I don't know if I should say the wibbly wobbly thing or the homestuckian thing. <laughs> no, say it. It's fine. It makes sense. Say it. <laughs> Even when it gets very uh, homestucky, it's uh, <laughs> what? you know it's whether no. you can follow the exact minutiae of the plot. It's you know it's the themes, it's mm-hmm. the characters, it's the shape it's of the, the story. Yeah. Mm. yeah, it's that's that's what like keeps you going. I guess, and whether you like understand everything is almost doesn't matter as long as he's yeah. doing the other stuff so well. So them's the breaks. 
Them's the brakes. <laughs> them are the brakes. Them's the. We like it. It's good. It's a good book. It is a good book. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I can't it can't wait book. to understand even less of the final third, but um, we'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll get there. Mm, it's gonna be good. Um, it'll make it'll, it'll make sense. Yeah. Um, okay. All right, you got anything else? Let's end this episode. Uh, hello. Well, thank <laughs> you for <laughs> hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to Who Watches. Yeah, thank you for listening to Who Watches the Watch. Um, we'll see you next time where we'll be finishing this book, Thief of Time. Until then, you can donate to our Patreon and get extra episodes sometimes um we've got another dark spell chapter coming it's out it's been soon. recorded it's probably going to be up by the time it's this been episode recorded goes up. oh yeah for sure um and there's like a huge backlog of dark spell and like extra bonus episodes where we watch like the diana musical or whatever um <laughs> or you can get your name sh- shouted out like these people with 10 years a month or five yes Wait. Well, which yeah. five? Which five you get shouted out? Uh, yeah, flowers, band, <laughs> I remember. Such as um, Sarah McClintock, Wibbly, Milk Succubus, Wobbly, Justin Crandall, Timey, Evan DM, Wimey, Victory Goth Treadwife. <laughs> Scrungly. Antigone Progony. Bonkers. Homestuck. Thank you so much to the to our friends on the 10 year old tier. Bjorn Strong and the Armed Ankles of the show. Tintin. Slime Simon. Plush Ray. Jason H. Gardar. Love it. Big Flat Bones. Oh my god. Wibbly wobbly timey subscribe <laughs> Thank you to those people. We love money. Mm, yummy. Uh, yummy. Um, yeah, you can join our Discord if you want. You don't have to. It's fine. Um, <laughs> you can. But it, until next time, Beyond Strong in the Arm <laughs> is my Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle. Faith. Granny Weatherwax says fuck chefs. Faith. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you next yeah. time. Um, fuck chefs. Follow the towel. (laughs) (laughs) Or don't. Uh, Yeah, don't. It seems confusing. I don't know. Wow. (laughs) Don't circular jack off or whatever that was. Bye. Multiple orgasms.